Welcome in to the Evil Thread Podcast, episode number eight. Almost wow. at ten. We're getting close, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's exciting stuff. Um what happens at ten? I mean, you know what ha- you want me to actually say it? Should we wait? Just surprise I think we should everyone? wait. I think okay. we should wait. Yeah. Deal. Surprise everybody. All nineteen of them. <laughs> Loyal listeners, man. Yeah. It's a big plus, big All the start. Way through. Yeah, yeah, but Thank soon, hopefully, we might have more, man. We'll talk about that another time too. But okay. yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, man. So, so what's going on? Not much, man. Saw you not too long ago for our last recording. I'm trying to think of what happened between then. We had it was Father's Day, so I celebrated Father's Day. First one, right? Or no? If I'm mistaken, one. second one. Yeah, okay. second one. All right, cool. Um, Is it the same as the first one? Is it? Exactly the same. Okay, cool. That's oh, what I yeah. thought. I just kind of go and demand things because I'm like, I just say I'm a father. Wow. Yeah, That's, yeah. It's uh, kind of... Extreme. It's it's slightly extreme, but I feel like I earned it. It's one day, man, right? Like That's true. One day of the me, whole year. Once you're a father, you're going to take full advantage of it. Oh, I definitely am going to. You might even sure. right now. I watch my dad the way he takes advantage of it. So yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> like father, like son, man. That's right. <laughs> What about you, man? What you been up to? Uh, nothing really, man. Working. Um, you know, we just had uh, my fiance and I were just lucky enough to get a bunch of gifts for what they call the bridal shower, even though it shouldn't really be called that because I have to be there too. But yeah, it should be called something else. But the point is, is that we got a bunch of shit. Um, Can I ask you what your favorite gift was? I mean... Yeah, you definitely know, but coffee maker, man. No, you're supposed to say the gift of love. Oh. Oh, my get God, Get the fuck Steve. out of here. I already did that on Instagram, man. <laughs> you did. You yeah. did. Oh, you saw that? Shout out. Yeah. How? Uh, Barb has an Instagram. Oh, yeah, you don't. You just use ours to spy on me. Once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, no, I think that covered uh, all the sappy shit. Yeah. Nice, on Instagram, man. but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm supposed to say the gift of love. That's funny. <laughs> nah, because the coffee maker grinds beans, and you can't do that with the gift of love, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a big deal. Coffee grinder for sure. Yeah, it's not a grinder. Oh, it's, it's an a coffee maker that grinds with a grinder at the same time. Yeah, like Dude. you put it in, it grinds, and then I guess it's the grounds, and then the water's you... already in there, and then yeah, I would assume so. The grounds. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty good, dude. Um, but every gift was real thoughtful and, you know, all that, man. Uh, super appreciative about all of it, even though I was just talking shit about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's me. You know how I do. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, but I feel like pretty standard. Like, it's about to be summertime. Um, Technically, is summertime. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. First day of summer. Man, it's going to be even harder for me to stay inside all day like I want to. It's so hot. Yeah, it's very hot now. It's only going to get hotter. You know, like mid-July and August, it's like 100 degrees, 100% humidity. Yeah. I'm sweating just thinking about it. Yeah, I know, man. It's a good thing you decided today that we are able to record with the door open because I don't think we'd make it through. It felt like a hot box last time. Like an hour and a half. I smelled you last time. And this is a big table we're sitting at. Oh, yeah. You know, there's probably reasons for that. I can't get into it right now, but... (laughs) You know, yeah, man. Yeah, all right. So we we sound pretty light on the uh, what's been going on stuff. Yeah, just right? uh, just, just grinding. Standard practice. Okay. Oh yeah. Um. So what about like watching stuff? Have you seen anything? I finished devs. Oh, nice. I had nice, one nice. more episode I was, to go. I meant to ask you, so I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, I finished devs. 
really good. Pretty crazy finale, right? Yeah. Toward the end there? Oh, yeah. Awesome. That was cool. Definitely uh, leaves a lot to interpret, mm-hmm. which is cool. I still didn't go and look any additional information up, but I got enough out of it. I got what I needed out of it. And if I'm ever looking for more information, I'll go search it. Yeah. I feel like, honestly, man, I don't know if you watch any other TV shows that are like Hulu originals or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. but I feel like they can never get to that level with anything else. Hulu. I just Because I see all the other shows they have and they're all like not remotely serious in the same way. Like they're all like a lot of comedy shows and stuff, which is fine. I didn't realize that was a Hulu original. I thought it was. Really? Or even if it's not, it's still exclusive to Hulu. Yeah. No matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like I think he made it with that in mind. Like Hulu. Like, okay, we're going to do this deal. I don't know if like original is what I should say. That might be incorrect. No, but I mean, obviously super well done and high production. It felt like a high production value at least. Oh, dude. If I'm not mistaken, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was basically an Alex Garland movie in eight parts, Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, besides that, I also checked out this one. You know how like you go through, everyone does this, where you have so many platforms um, to stream, and you just sit there for an hour looking at a show, oh, and you never actually God. watch anything, it's and horrible. then it's like 11 p.m. It makes your head spin, man. Yeah, so I said, fuck it. I went to Netflix. I saw one of the first things that looked kind of... Uh, appealing and yeah. i put it on and it was this netflix original called black summer black summer it sounds familiar it's a it's a zombie apocalypse show uh-huh. it's a limited series i believe um it's pretty good pretty good it's pretty good it's a mix between like i know the zombie whole theme can kind of be played out yeah. but it's a cool mix between the walking dead like the better part of walking dead and 28 days later. Oh, okay. So, like, the zombies are fucking ferocious. Oh, nice, nice. They're quick. Okay. Um, you feel very claustrophobic at times. Uh, I I recommend it. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, um, what was the first thing? It's a mix of the first thing? Uh, the Walking Dead. I thought you were going to say The Walking Dead and Saturday Night Fever. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> wow. That's, Which I was hoping for. That's interesting. That would be better, I think. How would you do? You just have like John Travolta, kind of like. It doesn't even have to be him. It could just no. be anybody dressed like that. In like the it was the seventies, right? Saturday. Night yeah, Fever? I think so. Just yeah. have every zombie dressed like that. Dressed in bell bottoms. <laughs> but the same exact suit though. Yeah. Women and men, everybody. Oh shit. That'd be scary. That would be scary as fuck. Um. What about you, man? Yeah, dude, I'm still working. Uh, still working my way through Twin Peaks, man. Dude, I'm almost there though. I finished I, episode ten. I am not watching that show. <laughs> so, I, uh, yo, come on. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't. Um, I only have like eight or nine episodes left, so it's not too bad. Okay. It's not too bad. I'm almost there. Okay. Um, and as far as like, I'm probably going to watch, I don't know. I'm thinking I'm going to watch, uh, probably Perry Mason. You know about that on HBO? No. Okay. It's like based on an older show. This dude is like a, uh, I want to say he's an attorney, but he also goes like undercover type shit and like beats people up and shit. It looks pretty cool. Uh, um, stars. I have no idea. I don't know his name. I I, I think he's he's done stuff, but really? I don't know who it is. Okay. <laughs> I should have have more info. Is it? A, it's a limited series. I don't think so. I think it's like a thing. Oh really? Yeah, I think I could be wrong. Again, it's only uh, I think it's only one season right now. It's either gonna be that or Lovecraft Country, one or the other one. I need to check that out. You haven't seen it? No. Yeah, I've been hearing good stuff, but I heard mixed stuff about like the computer effects and stuff. Really? Yeah. So okay. I don't know, but I, I'm stuff like that doesn't bother me really. Mm-hmm. You know, if a movie has poor effects, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people, is yeah. what I should say, I feel like. 
Um, that shit usually bother you or not really? I guess it depends on how bad it is. That's true. If it's like Sharknado. Then I like it. Okay. Because it's supposed to be bad. But if they're trying oh. to make it good and it ends up being shitty. Like Sharknado. Like Sharknado. Yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. That it definitely sense. doesn't help. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it can detract from the experience in the wrong situation. Yeah. But I am sure. very visual, so any um, anything, any movie or show that focuses on like the visual aspect, like I feel pulls me in more. Yeah. So oh, man. maybe I do. That's mind. funny you should say that, man, because my selection for the next movie, bro, is I wasn't going to pick it, and then I looked at some of the stills, and I was like, that's some good color and visuals, man. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you kind of digging your own grave here, man, a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, a little oh, bit, man. Oh, um, you know, you know what I am going to say, though? Um, my brother recently saw Psycho Gorman. I've been meaning to watch that, and I've been He meaning- said it was pretty good. I yeah? want to check it out. What's that on? Uh, Shudder, I'm pretty sure. Is it? Shudder. Unless they just put it on there, because I don't remember it being ah. on there. In the last like month or two, yeah. it was a little bit ago that I checked. Um, I feel like it is, dude, because I feel like it just came out. If I'm not mistaken, it came out a few months ago. Okay. Yeah, but Psycho Borman. Yeah, it's on here. Is it? I'm looking at it right now. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I'm watching that next, dude. I want to check it yeah. out, man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It looks like a uh, like a R-rated Power Rangers movie. Yeah, kind of. I had um, I had that on the list like initially of potential movies for us to do. But I took it off. I don't know. It didn't seem like something we should review. I don't know. Maybe Just I'm because wrong. it's pretty straightforward? Yeah. In that sense? Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. you know, kind of is what I was thinking. But I'll tell you what, man. I have a movie that you should not watch. Oh, boy. Let's hear it. It's called Skull the Mask. It's on Shudder. Wow. It's uh. It's Jim Carrey dead. <laughs> wow. Um. No. That does sound scary, though. <laughs> uh, it's like a, I want to say, I don't remember if it was like Korean or what. It's like, you know, it's foreign language mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just really, really not what you're expecting. Like, if you look at the cover, you're thinking like, oh, this movie's going to be awesome. It's just slow, boring, and just and- not good. And it can slow can sometimes be good. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of the slow movies we like, but oh, for sure. But in this case, it's not good, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't even finish it. Like I'm I lo- fell asleep. Oh wow, I'm looking at it now, and it looks like something I would be interested in. Right. Really? This. But I can assure you, on the contrary. Yeah. Don't watch it. Yeah, that's my opinion, at least. I mean, if, okay. if anybody out there wants to prove me wrong and make me sound like an idiot. And tell me why it's good, then go ahead. Great. The, uh, the monster looks pretty cool. That's what I yeah. said. Yeah. That's what you think he looks cool, but then you see him in the movie and you're like, uh, Oh, no. Yeah. Is this where the special effects comes into play? Kind of. Okay. It's like the choices they make with how they present the character. Okay. You know? I mean, I don't know. Just something, uh, just a little conversational tidbit right there, man. It's always nice to know what to watch and what not to watch as well. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. But then if you really want to know what not to watch, you just got to look at your significant other's uh, Netflix history, right? (laughs) (laughs) That depends. Actually, Barb does not watch anything. Anything. What does she do with her free time? I I don't know. She's very, um, uh, 
productive is the word oh, I was looking for. One of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the opposite of myself. But actually. if she does, yeah, if she does get some time, she's watching something on like TLC or like Marie Kondo. 90, 90 Day Fiance. Wait, what's Marie Kondo? It's like a way of organizing the house. Oh, I've I've heard of that. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. People are really into that. It's actually pretty informative. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. And I'm sure in some ways therapeutic. Yeah. Like in the way that organizing makes everybody feel better. I don't care who you are. That too. And then like also realizing that you're not the only one who uh, has a mess in their house. Oh. That it's okay. Yeah, man. I mean, I look at the mess here every day. Yeah, every record. It's, it's awful. Just baby toys everywhere. You got a inversion table sitting next to you. I don't think most people know what that is, man. Inversion table. Because when you were pointing at it, I was like, what is that? You thought it was like part of like the like horror theme, like a death contraption? Yeah, it seems like it. It does um, look like that. I mean, I will say, man, good job making sure there's no baby poop on the walls. I, she's not old enough yet to throw it. Oh, God. Soon, though. I'm sure that's it'll gonna happen. Be, that's going to be tough, man. Oh, dude. A lot of cleaning for you, probably. I'm going to make Rowan clean it. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Damn, man. Now I'll be stuck cleaning it for sure. I was going to say, I don't think she'll be able to. Or will care even try no she yeah. won't even know the difference like that she did it no she probably thought she was helping out she'll have situational amnesia <laughs> you know like how sometimes uh like criminals do like i don't remember that oh, i did they- that <laughs> that happens all the time people say it all the time i remember a lot of stuff but not that particular yeah instance. i don't i didn't do that yeah but you did you absolutely did um all right man so what are you thinking you trying to fuck around and hop in it let's hop in it Let's get into those deets. Oh, all right. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. I'm ready. Um, Take so us we away. are reviewing The Conjuring Three or The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It. This was directed by Michael Chavez, who has directed one other movie, The Curse of La Llorona, which neither steve or myself have seen right yeah and you're aware of that i mean again i think i mentioned on one of the other episodes it's part of like the conjuring universe yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah which is. is cool i, I want to check it out eventually it's on hbo max yeah sure I, yeah. yeah i would check it out anyway yeah. um the screenplay for this movie was done by david leslie johnson who has written screenplays for the orphan uh 2009's orphan the conjuring 2 aquaman 1 and the new aquaman and i believe will be contributing to the new nightmare on elm street which i'm pretty sure they are going to be remaking as a reboot to the original 1984 and 2010 hopefully because 2010 was awful it was not good in my opinion i like the actor who played jack Freddy. Earl haley right? yeah, yeah i like the actor he did great uh in watchmen but not so much uh in this movie same thing with the friday the 13th remake 2009 yeah i I didn't like that yeah yeah i think that yeah what was up with like the 2009 2010 era man i just feel like uh just for like i don't just horror remakes and like yeah i don't know what that the new one in 2010 i feel like they tried to make them like scary again tomorrow uh freddy yeah oh yeah yeah, okay and it just didn't really kind of fell flat yeah it kind of ruined freddy's uh, demeanor who's supposed to be like the sarcastic prick agreed yeah. i mean the first movie that's all he's doing like the original this is cracking jokes and shit yeah pretty much but i don't know i mean i, I had this argument with my brother all the time man about remakes like 
there's so many movies like the list of movies that shouldn't be remade is a lot longer than the list of movies that should be remade you understand what i'm saying agree like i don't need to see like resident evil is a good example that needs to be remade because the first like eight are horrible the first one had potential but now with uh i just feel like they could increase the production value and make it look a lot better than how it actually looked. Yeah, and make it scarier and more horror-like. Yeah. You know, which is from what I'm understanding they're doing. Hopefully it's good. Fingers crossed. We'll probably review it here. I hope so. That'd be cool. Is it a new I'm director? Excited. Uh, I'm almost positive yeah? it has to be. It's okay. like no-name actors, like nobody you know. I like that. Yeah, which is better, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, right. anyway. Yeah, moving on. Uh, the producer who also served as the writer we know as James Wan who first came into light directing a short a movie short called Saw, right? Yeah. Which we now know has turned into this crazy franchise. Um, he's also responsible for tons of other shit. I mean, I'm looking at his credentials right now as a producer and then as a director. I mean, he's part of all the Saw movies, the Conjuring movies, um, Insidious what else? A lot, dude. Just a lot of stuff. Uh, apparently, the new Nun movie coming out will be a producer. <laughs> rumored. Did you ever see that movie, Lights Out? Yes, that was a good one. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, pretty good. That was a good one. I think that he was. He produced it. He produced it, and he may have. I don't know if he, he didn't direct it. I don't think. No, he didn't. No, right, he didn't. Right. You're right because there was. Uh, he, I'd read an article about him helping an up-and-coming director. Uh, uh, David F. Sandberg? Is that the guy? That's a I think so. better call than I would have made. So. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, anyway. Okay, cool. Yeah, but that was probably yeah, no, 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 I'm one sorry. of the better movies that he was a part of. Oh, absolutely, man. So I mean, he far. directed the first feature-length Saw. You mm-hmm. said he was talking about, the, you were talking about the, the short or whatever. Yeah. And then Conjuring and Insidious. He, I'm just going to say one thing, man. In my opinion, he's gone massively downhill directing-wise. However, I kind of missed him on this movie. I kind of wish it was him. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I, I feel like it's really easy to pick out a James Wan film. Um, and I feel like if he had done this, it would have been a success for The Conjuring. Like, What made The Conjuring movies so successful was his approach to directing them he directed the second one too right i believe so yeah Yeah. i believe so and and Uh, as well as insidious the first one at least yeah which we saw in theaters uh i think it was just we were the only two we saw in the movie movie theater yeah and we were we were alone in the movie theater that's scary it's kind of cool yeah it was like this weird little small movie theater in like roslyn or some shit i don't remember that yeah it was old school jesus that's funny that's funny yeah so um yeah, once again, easy to pick out a James Wan movie. We kind of wish he was the one directing this. Yeah. I feel like they tried to take a different approach. And, like, I get it. You want to try something new. But I felt like that kind of ruined what made the first Conjuring 2 so successful. Mm-hmm. And that's sticking to one area mm-hmm. in a movie mm-hmm. and not creating multiple settings, which we can jump into. For sure. I later. mean, they saw his success with Fast and Furious 7, and they were like, yeah, we got to get as far away from that as possible, probably. <laughs> but I feel like they did the opposite. I feel like 
this feels like a Fast and Furious movie <laughs> in terms of like its cinematography, like it's so over the top, like production value. Yeah. All the set pieces are so like pristine that it almost hmm. it looks like it a almost set looks piece. fake. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay, yes, keep going. Um, yeah. So our cin- cinematographer uh, for this movie is Michael Berg Burgess Burgess, who was part of Annabelle Comes Home. That was a good one. I didn't. See, I only saw the first Annabelle. Yeah, I would recommend seeing. I don't think I saw the second one, but Annabelle Comes Home was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You could cool. definitely check that out. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave it a fifty-six percent, and the gave audience, what? I'm sorry. Uh. This movie, The Conjuring. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, Annabelle Comes Home. Okay, I was like, wait, why were we... <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. And uh, Audience gave it a 84%. Really? So, yeah, heavily swayed in Shocking. one direction or the other. Yeah. Because the audience is usually way harsher, I feel like, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like they just wanted another Conjuring movie, and they settled Which for they would have gotten if James Wan directed it. Yeah, yeah right. right. Instead, we got a, uh, a thriller drama oh man <laughs> i don't know maybe my opinion of a scary movie has changed as i've gotten older it definitely has you know anybody who says it hasn't is lying right like the first conjuring movie came out in 2012 right was it even that recent or I thought it was like maybe 2010 or something i thought it was like 2010 man if, i could be wrong dude if so i mean nine years ago 10 years ago we were in our early 20s now we're in our early 30s 2013 2013 okay so mm-hmm. even so, we were still in our early 20s. I think yeah. Also, the movie was original. Original Absolutely. in the Conjuring universe sense of being original. Right, because they're all based on quote-unquote true stories yeah. or whatever, so they can only be but so original. But as far as like, I remember why, going to the theater to see it, I was like super excited because James Bond is still pretty new. Yeah. And I was like, you know, thinking like, oh, this is going to be amazing, man. And you know? it was. And it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that shit, that scared me, man. I think I got myself too hyped up for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have because I was expecting so much. Okay. But I still enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. You know? It was yeah. good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the release date for this was June 4th. It's still streaming on HBO Max. So if you're not going to get into a movie theater, definitely check it out before it's gone. Uh, July 4th. Uh, production company is New Line Cinema, which is uh, home to Nightmare on Elm Street. Some classics, man, for yeah. sure. And then Teenage, Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Nice. That's the second time I brought this up on this podcast. It's good. Uh, it's a good movie. We I can't gotta get see enough it. Yeah. <laughs> of that movie. Uh, the cast stars are very familiar. Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson as Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. We have Sterling Jarens as Judy Warren, who made a very brief appearance. Uh, Julian Hilliard as David Glatzel, who was the little boy. Um, I knew he looked familiar, and when I looked it up, he was the son from the first season of The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Yeah. I never say that, but I, I recognized him from like um, promotions Yeah, for that. Uh, we have Sarah Catherine Hook as Debbie Glatzel. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Rurari O'Connor. Rurari O'Connor as Arnie. There's a lot of vowels in there. That's Um, weird. That's a weird name. John Noble as Father Kastner, who was also Denethor in Lord of the Rings. Um, He is. Oh, that guy. He was the father to Faramir and Boromir. I remember. Now these. Okay. From the Two Towers. Yep. (laughs) It took me a minute because I haven't seen Two Towers in 
Probably Thanksgiving. So long. Yeah. Yeah. I always watch it when it's on Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it much longer than that. Mm-hmm. But I do. I do. Yes. Okay. And then we have uh, Eugenie, Eugenie Bondurant as the witch lady. Who I thought was a dude at first for yeah, a hot second. Me too. Like a really skinny, awkward dude. And when I first looked up the name, I thought it said Eugene. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Um, this is the, I think what we alluded to earlier, the eighth movie in the Conjuring universe. So we have Conjuring 1, 2, and 3. Annabelle 1, 2, and 3. The Curse of La Llorona and The Nun. And there appear to be... I'm sure there will be a bunch more coming out in the next few years. Oh, it's the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe of horror movies, man. Oh, my essentially. God. Yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. I, Which I I'm not mad that. at them trying to do that. Yeah, I'm not mad at it as long as they don't try... It seems like they're trying to follow the same approach. Uh, yeah. And it's taking away from the horror element. Now it's becoming like this... I don't know, mainstream, like... Good guy, bad guy. There's villains like the wit, uh, the oh, nun like the occultists and in Annabelle. This movie. Yeah, and, and then there's like the um, the superheroes Ed and Lorraine, and they're out trying to solve a mystery. Yeah, which basically, I don't know. It almost plays into like the sensationalization, like in the actual cases where like that's how they were portraying themselves to the public eye. You know, that's how they got met with scrutiny. Was acting like superheroes. That's true. You know, nobody yeah. believes them. That's a good point. Or a lot of people don't, I should say. Yeah. I do. I do too. Do you? Always. Forever. Okay. No, I don't uh, actually believe them. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you? I don't know. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily them, but I do think, I mean. Yeah. There's. Do I we... think demonic possession is definitely possible. Oh, okay. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. If we're like, talking. I don't, I'm not saying it happens as much as every case that you see or whatever, but I I think it's a thing, yeah. I think the paranormal is definitely possible. Definitely yeah. exists. How could it not? You yeah, know? I that's think my opinion. Ed and Lorraine were manipulative, mm-hmm. taking advantage that, of people. Kind yeah, of, thing. of people at their weakest points. Because we were there, we were alive when this oh, was going yeah, on. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we have Conjuring one and two to reference. Exactly, and I lived, uh, I lived next door to the uh, Amityville Horror House when it was happening. That's true. Even though I wasn't born for like another 10 years. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I, not to mention, I have a minor and Steve as well in demonology. So. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Any okay. extra information you need, just come to us. Yeah, I'm still working online too. You're not done yet? No. I got another semester. Another semester? <laughs> What's the last course you got to take? Um, proper use of holy water in a bungalow. Wow, that's, that's brilliant, man. Because yeah. it's different. That was a hard one for me. Yeah, it's hard. I might fail. (laughs) I might fail. (laughs) There's only one way to know if you fail or not. Completing the course? (laughs) Or trying to? Yes. Or or trying it in an actual exorcism. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, man. I I should change my major, I think. That's scary. (laughs) No, finish it out, man. You're almost done. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) All right. So, jumping right into the... um, the movie details of the plot line uh we open up the movie it is july 1981 and we come to learn that eight-year-old david glatzel is currently being possessed by something and therefore must go through a exorcism uh, we get glimpses of the house which is extremely disheveled and looks like the possession has been going on for quite some time there's claw marks and shattered glass uh, mayhem everywhere also at this time we are introduced reintroduced to ed and lorraine warren 
who are there trying to help uh, using their uh, expertise. And we are also introduced to Arnie, who is dating David's older sister, Debbie. Um, We get that scene where the priest shows up, which was taken directly out of the exorcist. I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't... You know what? Maybe I'm not mad either. I don't know. I wasn't sure if they were paying homage or just stealing it. I think it's a homage, man. I I think in most cases, if you're in Hollywood and you're directing a movie, I think you know where the line is. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Like, it'd be different if they had the kid on the bed, like, levitating with his eyes rolled back and, like, getting cuts on himself sporadically like the exorcist. That's true. But, you know, I think it's a homage thing, man. Yeah, that's true. And That's the vibe I get. They did have scenes. Like, there was that one scene where Ed is pulling... Uh, David down like trying to get him onto the table and like yeah. the claw marks are like being put into the walls yeah. um, also the sounds David was making while the exorcism was occurring sa- sounded exactly like oh true uh, Linda Blair's version right right like he was speaking uh, Latin or Aramaic yeah. or whatever the fuck it sounded exactly like the voice from the exorcist okay but, you know but, I didn't pick up on that uh, but you're if right if I heard it again I might you know you're right it's not like they're not necessarily stealing it. They're just trying to maybe, uh, while they, I feel like these movies are targeting a younger audience. Mm. They're also kind of like giving the older audience a little like, Hey, like we didn't forget about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's 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 how I seen it, man. That's cool. It was cool. Um, I was just waiting for him to start like crab walking. Like, Uh, (laughs) yeah, especially when he gets to the table, man. Yeah. Yeah. And he starts, uh, twisting in all those uh, weird directions yeah which they use that a lot throughout this movie that's it right there oh you mean like the twisting shit yeah oh yeah yeah the contorting no, and bending that's pretty good if he did that himself i don't think that's healthy that's, i don't think it's hopefully either. this is the last role where he gets possessed <laughs> that can't be good for your spine they probably had to find a kid who was double jointed that's the only way <laughs> yeah more than likely <laughs> um so David gets brought back up into his room, and while he's sleeping, he hears like banging on the door, and he locks himself into the bathroom and hides in the tub. Uh, we get that cool image where the creepy hand is like over the curtain rod, and we think it's like the actual rod, and like the hands lift up, which was pretty effective. Then the shower turns on, and blood pours out. Uh, the family runs in, and David attacks his father. Um, they decide they have to do the exorcism now. So during the exorcism, the shit is flying everywhere. David like we said, is twisting in all different directions. Uh, the priest ends up getting knocked out, which allows the demon to gain control. The demon attacks Ed, and while this is going on, Arnie grabs David and sacrifices himself. So now the... I guess, yeah, it would be a demon, right? I, yeah. I Spirit? Spirit? Demon? Yeah, yeah. You could call it either one, I think. Anything, yeah. yeah. Paranormal. Um, I didn't say anything. Can't call it like a... A Girl Scout. A moose. Or like a, a moose. <laughs> a moose that possesses people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you can't call it anything, man. Yeah. It's got to so, be demon yeah. or ham sandwich. Or ham sandwich, yeah. One or the other. Okay. Deal. All right. Ham sandwich, that sounds good right now. Oh. So <laughs> so the scene ends with Arnie now being taken over. Um, what did you think of this intro? Uh, the opening segment? Yeah. Um, I thought it was good, man. Honestly, the first thing I noticed off the bat, cinematography-wise, um, from our friend whose name I can't remember. Michael Burgess. Michael Burgess, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like, okay, and it sounds, like, weird to say. 
you know, because every movie now is being shot with like whatever IMAX cameras that are like whatever, however many millimeters. And, you know, you get that hyper-realistic, like, color saturation. Like, it just looks like you're standing in the room with the characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Which, to me, I think you can never go wrong with. You know what I'm saying? It's a good point. Like, if man. there's no, like, um, if there's no, like, like, red hues or, like, this or that, like, saturation of, like, one color, it just looks real world. Which I, I always appreciate, man. And the shot above the bathtub i thought was good like not even the part with the hand the part where uh where the camera's like above the bathtub and he's sitting in it i thought that was some good cinematography work man yeah yeah no it was it was good man um i really enjoyed the opening scene too i kind of thought they uh blew their load too quick in what way? <laughs> like, they went balls to the wall for this opening scene. Oh, dude, the scratching on the wall. I was like, okay. But just like, like even, the, like, I really enjoyed this beginning. It felt like James Wan was like, let me do the intro, and then uh, Michael Chavez, you take the rest. <sighs> like, and that's what it felt like. It was like, yeah. it felt like a conjuring film, and then it just kind of turned into this, this thriller. Um, I honestly think the intro was the best part of the movie. Um, like it mimicked the feel and the tone of the original Conjuring, but it also didn't feel played out either. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. So we, uh, we end the intro and now we find a priest, a boy and a psychic in a hospital. Uh, the whole crew is in the hospital and <laughs> we find out that Ed had a heart attack, um, while he was being attacked. Yeah. So we also find out weird stuff is starting to happen to Arnie He's having these nightmares. Um, we get this uh, scene where Arnie's in the house grabbing some food, and he sees a box of cereal fall, and the rat runs out, and he finds this weird-ass hole and goes to inspect it, and uh, he turns around and is attacked by a ghost nun, who we find out is actually the Satanist. So I think that's the first time we see her face. Definitely. But we don't know that she's actually a uh, real human. Right. Yeah. Right. You call her ghost nun? Did you? Was that a figure of speech? That was. That was what I. No, that was what I first thought when I saw. Oh, her. you thought it was. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's what I would have uh, categorized her as a ghost nun. Right. That's what right. she looked like. <laughs> um, okay, that's fair. So, meanwhile, Lorraine is watching over Ed in the hospital. Um, Lorraine recalls a time they first met to the priest. It was like a cute little flashback. Um, I don't think they needed to focus so much on their relationship this time. Between Ed and Lorraine? Yeah, like, we get it. We know from the first two, like, how close they are. Yeah, honestly, uh, I don't want to take too much away from Chavez, man, but I feel like maybe he knew, or whoever penned the script knew they had, compared to the first two Conjurings, a relatively weak movie. And they were trying to like kind of put Patrick Wilson and Vera Faminga on a pedestal of sorts. You know what I'm saying? To like really center on their characters. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like maybe was the reasoning behind it. Because they're like both incredible actors, man. Oh, yeah. Not to so take like, away from them. They are. Yeah. And they carried the movie for sure. Dude, they're amazing. I mean, they could have the shittiest script and they'll carry the movie. Yeah, man. That's what I mean. Yeah. No yeah. But uh, the flashback, like you're saying, I don't need to. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's just me. That's a little pet peeve. I don't. Whatever. It was in there. It didn't... Really it didn't, like, totally ruin the movie. No. It was, like, throw a minute long, maybe? Yeah, right? yeah. That's just... But I know what you mean. Me though. harping on some very particular instances. No, I get that. I yeah. get that. 
So Ed finally wakes up from, uh, uh, I guess he was in a coma from his heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so That's he, possible. yeah, he finally wakes up and he tells Lorraine, uh, that the spirit has Arnie cause no one knew. I think they just thought that they got rid of the spirit. Yeah. Um, we flash to Arnie who's at the dog kettle and we know there's some shit going on cause he's mad sweaty. The dogs are all barking at him. Uh, we know something is up. And then we have that annoying ass dude who owned the dog kennel, like fucking just badgering him the entire time. It's uh, just like, dude. what was it like? Come dance with me. He wanted to dance with him. Oh, yeah, Bruno. He's Bruno, about yeah. So bad, man. Dude, I would have killed him Way without sooner. being possessed. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> so. He's like spilling beer everywhere. And yeah. Shit. Yeah. He's definitely yeah. high on something. Um, he goes in, so he goes. Arnie goes into some sort of like psychosis mode where he thinks he's being attacked and he ends up killing Bruno. And I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Uh, seeing from the perspective of the person being possessed. Oh, dude. Agreed, it was pretty man. Cool. Agreed. And it was cool to see. Uh, it, it explains why uh, David attacked his dad in the beginning with a knife. Yeah. Right. Because right. he thought something was happening. Yeah. That, you know, he thought he was in danger. Mm-hmm. And like his dad, family was whatever like yeah. a demon yeah right exactly um i do i want to i want to say i do feel bad for the real life bruno that that happened to because they portrayed him like a fucking asshole and he's dead so maybe he wasn't that bad i don't know yeah we don't it's really possible know. he could have not been like an asshole like that well this is based off a true story right because so that that's is... the murder that got him in trouble it, or so whatever. he is exactly how they portrayed him. oh yeah okay you're right <laughs> you're right yeah no i, I so he deserved it he deserved it kind yeah. of. all right don't dance with people who that's don't want to dance with you oh dude yeah no that that's true i, I do feel bad for the real life bruno that's a pretty <laughs> terrible guy, situation man. especially like just dying like that that's sudden and you don't expect it yeah, I'm assuming he was stabbed. The shock. Yeah, he stabbed him. It's just kind of okay. Yeah. So Arnie gets picked up by a cop as he's walking down the road and he's covered in blood. You know the mm-hmm. scene we've seen from all the trailers. Um, Ed and Lorraine tell Arnie's lawyer to plead not guilty due to demonic possession, and I think that is the only true part of this story. They did try that, yeah. Yeah, besides like the whole Bruno getting stabbed yeah. and Arnie pleading. Oh, everything guilty. else is like, yeah, like Slightly the occultist, fabricated. I guess, yeah. is a way to make the movie, uh, I guess. Yeah, to bring in like the whole satanic element into the universe now. But I wonder if the totems, are those a real thing? Were those found? Huh. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's true, actually. We, we should look that up. Yeah, I'd be... Should have done that before the movie. Yeah. I mean, before the review. Yeah. I'm curious. Nice job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we yeah. also get that little reference to Annabelle. Because yeah, the lawyer is apprehensive to say that. And then, and Lorraine, well, well oh. they're like, well, come over to our place. We'll have dinner. We'll let you meet Annabelle. Scared that lady dun, so dun, dun, bad. Yeah, flash to the ca- uh, the courtroom. Uh, and the lawyer is sitting there with like this, like, uh, like stone cold face, like mad scared. Yeah. Dude. Man. Uh, it almost makes me wonder, like, I wish there was a way they could not that I'm supporting him getting off because of this whole thing. I wish they could have shown Annabelle to like the jury and the judge. Cause then they might've been like, okay, maybe that's possible. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then it, it just would have made it less biased. Cause nobody at that time, especially is going to believe that that's true in the 80s or whatever that's true in a town where no murder has ever occurred 
oh, either. That is right. Brookfield. I don't think that's real. Is that a real town? Brookfield? Probably. Know. Yeah, it's based on a true story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we could safely assume yeah, it's real. it's real. Yeah, um, yeah so we're, we're at the courtroom. Arnie is claiming not guilty. Um, and now it's up to Ed and Lorraine, a.k.a. Mulder and Scully, to start from the beginning, to find the demon, and keep Arnie from getting the death penalty. <laughs> Dude, right here is where it lost me. Yeah, this, I can understand that. It, it didn't feel like I was in the Conjuring world anymore. Mm. The, the world became too big. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I will say I do appreciate the effort to kind of... I don't know, to kind of broaden it a little bit and, like, make the connection to, like, the legal thing. I do appreciate the effort and intention, mm-hmm. but it's like you saying, man, there's no place for that in this kind of movie, I feel like. Yeah, like, I feel like yeah. they have a certain checklist they follow for all the Conjuring films, for, for the two Conjuring films, except they ignored the one thing that made it successful, which is that claustrophobic feel. Hmm. Being stuck in one house oh, yeah, and isolated yeah, away from the outside world. That's very true. Like here they're in contact with multiple characters. There's uh, breaks in the scenes where it goes from like a scary moment to like sunny out. And it just took away from the atmosphere of uh, the film or being feeling like I was fully engulfed in the film. No, I get that, man. First you're at the police station, then you're at the ice cream shop. And now you're at you're in the, the woods. beach. Yeah. yeah. And now you're at the mental institution. Yeah. A lot of hopping around. Yeah. I see what you mean, man. I, I Yeah, I can agree with that. A lot of sure. hops. <laughs> so, um, so to start their review, they're, uh, listening to old recordings of, uh, themselves. So we flash back to July, 1981 and the Glatzels are just moving into their new house. Uh, this is the scene where David finds a waterbed and hops on it. And we see that uh, face rise up from the inside of the waterbed. Uh, and then a hand comes out and grabs David from the waterbed and tries to pull him in. Like, dude, this could have been a cool scene. Like, this is what they did wrong is they show every good scene in the trailer. Yeah. So I was. Exp- I did think about that. Yeah, I was expecting it the whole time. Your rating is definitely going to be lower than mine. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Basically, because you know, you're going hard right now, man. I know, man. But you hey, know man, you, you, your opinion is your opinion, of course. I'm yeah. not trying to you know, talk shit on that. I'm just saying. like, No, I know, man. But I, I see what you mean. They did show every, basically everything. They did, yeah. Anything that could have been like maybe a, a scary scene, maybe not. Like <laughs> It clearly was a scene that I should be aware of and ready for right and even if they didn't show it it's still like in movies like this like horror movies like the conjuring series there's some scenes that you just know it's gonna happen you know what i'm saying like the rat hole yes you know he's gonna turn around there's gonna be something there you know this yes there's no uh shock value to it man you know what i'm saying exactly why not show that in the scene uh in the trailer Oh, yeah, right. right. Show him looking in the hole, but like don't show when he turns around. Yeah. Or whatever. Because you, know you know something is going to happen then. Right. right. Exactly, dude. But, you should know. make trailers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I should. <laughs> well, I guess I'm probably the only one out of the two of us that knows that probably would be able to figure out how to do that. 100%. Mm. <laughs> um, that makes sense. Yeah, so a lot of that happened throughout the movie. Um, don't get me wrong, in its defense. This mm-hmm. was the first Conjuring movie I didn't watch in theaters. True. And this is 
the first movie I was able to pause. Like I paused it to go grab dinner. Wow. And so it, it you, you should know be ashamed what? of yourself. I, you know, I should have watched it straight <laughs> through. So I can't take away, um, all of its merit. Merit. Thank you. Uh, and I have to put some of the blame on myself for that. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's that serious. No, but yeah. I'm blaming myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see what you mean. I mean, it's always better if you watch a movie straight through. I mean, in the same way, man, I watched it with subpar headphones because I had no choice. Yeah. And I waited till the last possible minute to watch it. Yeah, so, you did. Uh, that kind of detracted from my experience also. That's true. You know, a little bit. But uh, I still think my rating is is good enough good like enough. even with the headphones i think it's accurate you know who knows i might i, I might, might lower it. it yeah i might raise it <laughs> dude we're gonna meet right in the middle again it's oh my be, god imagine uh, <laughs> oh, that's just what this podcast is about is uh like coercing each other into giving it's the like, same rating <laughs> wait a minute this is like a real quick side question out of curiosity if you were gonna rate the movie I mean, I guess you can consider just in general. Forget about horror. If you were gonna rate the movie Sharknado, what would you give that? Be honest. Sharknado. I actually don't think I've seen that, but just uh, three. Okay. Maybe two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause like I'm thinking like, like our rating so far, as far as I know, I have never fallen below five on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason for that. These movies are not Sharknado. These movies are not Anaconda. Or anything no. like that. Which I you did like Anaconda. It's okay. Yeah. But that it's was like that was a, more like nostalgic one. It's like a five. Yeah. I Right out of five. Right. Absolutely right. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I feel like, am I giving this movie too high a rating? But then I think, like, it's got stuff about it, even though we're shitting on it, kind of. Plus, you said, man, like, as you increase the rating, like, the number, the value increases as well exponentially so like an eight to a ten dude is it's a big big that's a big yeah big difference where like a five to a seven i wouldn't put as big of a difference yeah like an average movie to like a good movie yeah but then five to seven you make the spread that big five to six i would say because seven is that's upper tier yeah you're right you're right five to six that's four to four to six is like that middle Zero through three is shitty. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's that's a good way of yeah, uh, categorizing I it. am right, yeah. Steve is always right. <laughs> Based on a true story that Steve is always right. <laughs> uh, oh, man. My bad. So go ahead, man. Yeah, keep, no worries. Keep going with it. So uh, moving on from the waterbed scene, we flash forward to the present, and Ed and Lorraine are inspecting the house um, in the room where that waterbed was. Uh they walk into the room and they find like, or they lift up the bed. Was the water bed still there, right? They lift up the bed or move it and there's that, uh, it's just mold. Oh yeah, like a really, was that the bed or the carpet? Um, I thought it was a carpet. Oh, yeah, you're it, right. It, it was a carpet instead. I think you're right. I think it was the living room, if I'm not mistaken. Was it? Oh, okay. I think so it's they, in a different room. Gotcha. But okay. I mean, I guess maybe they didn't make the right camera cut or some yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why you didn't notice. <laughs> so they, yeah, they lift up whatever was hiding this watermark and yeah it looks like just like mold so for some reason they thought to look under the house because that the was crawl space i mean that's their demonology expertise so like i wouldn't <sighs> think that because i only have a minor oh my god or they have yeah phds in demonology <laughs> yeah i i don't know is that the reason i guess so man like why why else would they look in the crawl space i guess yeah I unless the mold prompted them to that's yeah maybe they maybe we see mold they see 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, clues, I guess. Yeah, I clues. Clues, because they're investigators now. Yeah, to borrow a line from Patrick Wilson in this movie, to paraphrase it, I'm not going to sit here and let you question my wife's abilities, okay? <laughs> Dude, that that was him. Yeah, literally. I feel like I'm talking to Patrick Wilson right now. Dude, oh my God. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, yeah so they go out to a crawl space, and what they find. Yeah, they find that, uh, that witch's totem that uh, is apparently used by Satanists to uh, possess people. So Ed and Lorraine come to the hypothesis that David was cursed and that someone had purposely cursed him because that was obviously placed there by someone. Right. So looking for more answers, uh, they drive to meet Father Kastner. Um, Father Kastner, who straight up looks like a pedophile, (coughs) um, wants him to see something in his basement. Acts like one, too. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like, come down to my basement. Let me show you something. Oh, Uh, God. Lorraine obviously has a bad feeling, like... I would too. I think anyone would. <laughs> um, and in it, it's just all trinkets from a group of uh, Satanists. You call them cultists? Right? Yeah, cultists. Yeah, Bo- both. Yeah, yeah. In this case, mm-hmm. yeah. And he's followed for nine years, but he's just followed him. That's it. He doesn't actually believe in it or or perform any. He just follows. Oh, him. yeah, of course. Yeah, you know that's I mean, typical priest. <laughs> Just dabbling on uh, right, just yeah, what's just wrong. having an entire basement full of <laughs> yeah, okay, so fucking weirdo. Yeah, right. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they have thought that? Like, like he has a lot of information on this. Like we're looking. Yeah, he has a lot of information. We're looking for like someone particular, like who's like doing this type of stuff. Yeah, maybe they're located. Maybe nearby. he knows them. Yeah, maybe he knows. Look like kick his ass and just like just beat the shit out. Yeah, of him. threaten him. You know. Yeah, beat up an old man. Why not? Get answers for him. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I know. Oh, man, that's horrible. Castner right. tells them that saving Arnie may cost them everything they have. So that scene ends. And now we're in jail with Arnie, and weird shit is still happening to him. Um, they kept cutting to scenes of Arnie that didn't need to be in the movie. Give me an example. Like, right after this scene. They cut to the scene of Arnie, and he's in the jail, and the priest gives him uh, holy water. Holy water. Oh yeah. And then the scene ends. He doesn't do anything with it. Like just, right away, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I mean, later. Yeah. No. Maybe they should have just waited. Just had it all be one scene. Yeah. He's like, given it, and then he uses it. Yeah. And then later that night, he wakes up and he's drawing out the little circle um yeah no yeah i feel like it was just to tell us that he's still possessed which we already know and it just made me feel more disengaged because it kept pulling me out of the scene that i was interested in Uh uh-huh which would have been the explanation of the cultist shit from the old man yeah just more interested in ed and lorraine Mm. um okay okay I see what you mean. To Even though, like you said before yeah to a point yeah yeah to a point but it just to like make my point it kept pulling me out of one scene into another scene and then like as soon as you start to focus on Arnie then it's back to another another scene I think this is me just uh giving a pretty harsh review well dude you don't even have to explain it that way it is what it is man like we're eventually gonna watch a movie that you're gonna have problems with yeah and this is the first movie really that I can tell that you've had problems with I put them pretty high the first two on a pretty uh High pedestal. High pedestal. Okay, so, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, Ed and Lorraine... Oh, looking for more answers now. 
they travel to Massachusetts to investigate a similar homicide, right, involving the same witch's totem. So they convince the investigator that Lorraine does have powers by uh, identifying the, the knife used in the stabbing. Uh, we get that cool scene where Ed and Lorraine are out in the woods where the uh, with the investigator where the murder occurred. And Lorraine suddenly ends up in like this alternate reality yeah. uh, where it's nighttime and she's experiencing what happened to the two girls. She's essentially reliving the stabbing. Um, yeah, I thought that was that was a cool scene. Oh, right. Yeah. Awesome scene. Something man. something new that they haven't done yet, which was effective. Yeah, dude, it was awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vera Flamingo, man. Killing it. Yeah, like yeah. Like always. I, always, man, I know. Nah, but it was uh, probably one of the better scenes in the movie, yeah. like you're saying. Yep. So Lorraine is now, uh, I don't know the name of the girl, but she's in her body. Oh, the girl that was the victim of the crime. Yes. About. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure as to her name so either. She's, yeah, so she's living the eyes, uh, through the eyes of the girl who ends up killing her friend and then starts running and ends up almost running off the cliff. Um, well, the girl actually does run. The girl off. does, yeah. Okay, right, right. The girl My does. Bad. And yep. then uh, Lorraine doesn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Ed stopped her in time, right? Otherwise, she probably would have killed I think her. she just stopped on her own. Oh, she did. Like, she noticed at the last second. Yeah, okay. Because uh, she has superpowers, so. Yeah. She just, literally does, actually. She, I mean, yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's like the whole story is, uh, the whole like uh, like theme of the movie is uh, Ed is always worried and Lorraine always has powers. <laughs> like, <laughs> She's never actually in trouble. She's never, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's important to note too that Ed forgot his pills for his heart condition that he now has. Oh, that's right. Because remember, he's walking with a cane now. Yeah. And uh, motherfucker gleaming in the sunlight, he's so sweaty Dude. at the end of his run. Yeah, that was hurting me too. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, I was worried about him, man. Honestly, they got me with that. Have you ever tried to run when you're hungover? No. That's what. It, oh, that's. I don't what know I how was... people do that. Like it's on like, purpose. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's supposed to like help rid the body of like toxins. Apparently, I don't think it does. I think it just fucking makes you dehydrated even more. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> maybe in the winter. But yeah, I you used could to do it. You know. Maybe in the winter. Yeah, we're not, not sweating so much. No. Uh, but that's what it felt like watching him. Yeah. It just hurt me. To Agreed. Look at that. Agreed. Fuck that. Uh. So, yeah, Lorraine solves that murder, says the uh, girl's in the water, so the detective offers to help Ed and Lorraine by giving them some information. Um, Lorraine also tells Ed that she felt some type of presence when she touched David's hand and also felt that same presence uh, when she was investigating the girl's murder. Right. So you can kind of assume there's someone controlling the possession and it's not just this, like, entity on its own. Right. Right, someone is controlling it. Yeah, they make that pretty clear, I think, at this point. Yeah, Yeah, they do. Um, Meanwhile, weird shit is still happening to Arnie. This is a scene where he pours pours a holy water around him. Um, Anything happen after that? After he... Poured the water around him? Did did something actually happen, or did he just do it to, like, protect himself because he was scared? Oh, something happened, all right. The holy water thing didn't work. Because remember, like, a short time later... um, the cultist gets to him kind of and like he breaks the the glass thing that the holy water's in oh and then he cuts his wrist that's after oh that's right i'm pretty positive yeah Yeah, it would have to be nope you're right yeah and then the guy yells we got a cutter we got a cutter yeah so ridiculous (laughs) uh so ed and lorraine looking for more answers break into the funeral (laughs) home where that uh i guess the deceased girl was because they found her in the water Mm mm-hmm 
they want to visit the dead girl, see if they can, if Lorraine can connect with the person responsible. So she does actually make connection, and we get this visual of a like dungeon-looking area, like yeah. this lair. Okay, uh, and she is the person, and she can see what the Satanist is seeing. Yeah. So she ends up stopping the lady from completing the ritual and killing Arnie, which what you had just alluded to before. Oh, right, right, with him cutting himself. Yep. Right. Uh, however, the connection works in both ways, so now the lady knows who Ed and Lorraine are. And where they live and shit. Yeah. She knows a lot about them, yep. apparently. So they find... Yeah, they end up finding a book about Rick witchcraft and how in order for the curse to work, there must be a sacrifice yeah. and a suicide. And that the Satanist must complete it because her soul depends on it. There was another thing, I think. A suicide and a... No, you're right. So a suicide... I think a child needs to die or get possessed yeah, or no, something. Yeah, no, you're right. And yeah. then there has to be uh, a child, a lover, and a lover or a go- lover of God? <laughs> a it's man of God. Like a man of something God. Something like that, yeah. But there's definitely three, for sure. There has to be a man lover... Uh, a god child and <laughs> a man lover yeah that's pretty funny um but yes there are three things that they need yeah an obvious allusion to the uh holy trinity the matrix yeah right exactly <laughs> the matrix yeah that's what i was thinking of um so while researching all this ed passes out and he wakes up and he finds lorraine's rosary and he actually makes contact with the the um the uh, Satanist as well. Yeah. Oh, and that's when that uh that like bloated monster who was in the funeral home yes. appears again. And the uh right, well he was in the funeral home and he got up at that point also. Yes. Right. But he gets up again when they're back at the house because they find or they didn't find it yet. The totem? Did they find it? No, they point? find it right after. Right after that. Mm-hmm. Oh right, because Ed nearly kills Lorraine. Yes. Because he thinks it's the uh that monster. The monster guy. Which yeah. by the way I gotta say the uh, only tint you see in the entire movie, the red tint, as he's going toward the thing with the knife, when he's about to kill Lorraine, that shit was a pretty nice, pretty nice shot, I think. I don't even remember that. Okay, like, uh, when the fat body, right, <laughs> he thinks that's what it is, uh, I think it's like backing down the stairs, because you don't realize at the time that it's actually Lorraine, mm-hmm. right, he still thinks it's... That monster. Thing. The monster. Uh and it's actually backing away, which would never normally happen, obviously. But because it's Lorraine, it's backing away. Uh-huh. And he's going toward it. And there's like this red, like at the ba- at the top of the stairs and shit. There's like a red tint. You don't remember that? Like behind the monster? Yes, kind of. Oh, vaguely, man. Dude, I yeah, yeah. It was a really it. cool shot, man. Um, and it wasn't directly from The Exorcist, so That's even better. <laughs> even better. Original, baby. <laughs> Original, um, man. Yo, have you ever seen Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Yeah, I saw that recently, actually, for the first time. Did I not mention that? I must have. No, but it was pretty uh, good. No, it was good, but that monster looks familiar, right? Do you remember that monster in that movie? You talking about the monster from The, the Conjuring bo- looks like the one from Yeah. Yeah, it does. Very, I didn't even think of that. Very similar, That's man. That's really funny, man. Um but uh anyway, <laughs> uh Ed is able to subdue what he believes is the monster with a prayer. And before he can stab the monster, he is stopped. So that was, yeah, once we said that was a cool scene. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty sick. Uh, made you feel what it's like as a viewer to be possessed and tricked into, you know, what you think you see versus what is actually 
happening in reality. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool. Um, this is where Ed and Lorraine then find that that totem hidden in a vase of flowers. Oh yeah, which yeah, it was in like uh, it was in Ed's uh, office. Office. Thank you. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like one of those words you just like office how did I, how yeah I you've had a few office? of those today. yeah yeah so um <laughs> so that's i mean this dude it's fucked up because all you need to do is plant one of those witches totems and now you're like under possession like possession yeah that's pretty much it it's fucked up it's over for you i mean assuming that you're either a child a lover and a man of god or a man of god or a man lover or a man lover <laughs> <laughs> or a child god um, oh yeah uh so uh, Lorraine, during all this, or meanwhile, I guess, while Ed and the camera guy, who, by the way, was he in the other movies? I think so. He was? Yeah, I believe so, man. He's he just like mad familiar. He's just a rogue camera guy? I think so. I think he was in the first two movies, man. But Rob? then when I thought that, I got, I kept thinking there was a chance I was getting confused with Lee Wanell, who's in Insidious. Yes. I was like, wait, am I thinking of that? Or is this guy actually in the first two Conjuries? Right. Cause they, Even though they look nothing alike. No. But they, yeah, right. Because they have like those two like iconic old camera guys as well in that movie. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he's in the first two, man, if I'm okay. not mistaken. Okay. So while Ed and camera guy are working on finding, like pinpointing a location for the uh, of the lady, lady's whereabouts, um, Lorraine travels to Father Kastner's house to help decipher a curse. And this is where we find that the curse... There must be three sacrifices. Um, so Father Castner once again says he wants to show her something in his lair. Uh, he disappears, but Lorraine continues on in. Did you think he was like responsible or something at this point? Yo, I didn't understand how. Because like, wouldn't if if they were both up? Oh no, he went downstairs first. Yeah, and she kind of hesitated. So he actually all of a sudden got like really fast, and he was able to go down the stairs. <laughs> Yeah, okay. right? And then disappears and, like, <sighs> didn't turn on the light until he got to his desk. Did I think he was a part of anything? I mean, it make him pretty, like, ominous and, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, so I yeah. guess I thought. I didn't know what, but mm-hmm. I figured something was up, man. You know what I'm saying? That if he wasn't the one responsible, he knew who was. Right, exactly. Yeah, which he is, because then he ends <laughs> up telling Lorraine that he had a daughter that he raised in secret when his wife died. Oh. And we find out that the Satanist is uh, Father Kastner's daughter. Does he ever say a name? Like her name? I feel like he just says my daughter. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. She's credited as the occultist. Yeah. So probably not. No. Yeah, which is better, I think. Yeah, I think so too. No name is it, better. It, yeah, yeah. It doesn't give them that uh uh like I guess persona. Yeah, it doesn't right, right? it doesn't humanize them. Yes. Kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. There I go again, saving you again. Dude. Good words, man. Lucky you, man. Steve is on today. Yeah, I am. Thank you. Even though I only got like six hours of sleep. And you said like six words total so far. This bullshit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm talking man. more than that. I'm just oh, kidding. Okay. I'm, I'm about just to kidding. Say it. Damn. It's just hard when one person's doing the plot line. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Of but I've chimed in. I think we got it compared to like the first. I'm thinking back to the first couple of episodes, man. I'm just like, oh man, so much better. I think now. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, like our, the, the way we work, yeah. The dynamic and like allowing each other to talk and stuff, which is important. Absolutely, you know? man. I agree. Anyway. We're very it. respectful. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> once in our pathetic lives. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so so Kastner uh, further explains that there's tunnels under his land, and that in order to stop the curse, they must destroy her altar. Um. So Lorraine goes in, and he shuts the door. The father and daughter meet, and the daughter uh, slits his throat. Oh, she got him good with that. Uh, you know, she made it seem like she was in front of him. Yeah. And then she just, plop, yeah, from the was, back. I yeah. was like, ooh, man, that was pretty cool, man. That was impressive. Even though you're supposed to hate her, obviously. I know. You're still like, all right, cool or move. Him. Cool move. Or him. Still unclear. Eugene. Even though he says daughter. Yeah. That's just, well, <laughs> we don't know for sure. She just looks so, I don't know. Masculine? Weird. She has like masculine features, like a Adam's apple, like a heavy jawline. Yeah, man. But like, it looks like she got Botox on her lips or some shit. Do guys do that? Probably. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I think they do. Guys do a lot of things. That she had like do. a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Beer belly. Beer belly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So she kills her dad, right? Yeah. She kills daddy. Uh, Ed ends up finding out that uh, Lorraine is at Father Kastner's. So he races over there. And when he gets there, he hears Lorraine screaming um, from underground. So he's able to break in. And he comes in contact with uh, the Satanist or cultist who uh, fucking blows salt in his eyes. So now he's under possession, right? Apparently now, I feel like he was already under some type of control. Ed? Yeah. You mean before she blew the the table salt in his yeah. eyes? Yeah. That people use to season stuff? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all. <laughs> um, I don't think so, man. Maybe not. No. Maybe he was just, well, I mean. I could he, be wrong, but. Yeah, he didn't go... Wait, and, what makes you say that is what I'm trying to figure out. Well, uh, when he first sees the Satanist in uh, the house mm. and then ends up thinking Lorraine is... I see what you're saying. I see what you mean. Yeah. And I'm going to say no, even though I thought there was more than one creature in Shadow of the Cloud and I was way wrong. There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> Finally bring it I up. I can't confirm that. Uh, no, I'm going to say no because... Okay, like, like the totem, I think just allowed for him to see things, even though he wasn't possessed, right? But now there's no totem, so she needs something to to do that to him this time. This is like an actual possession thing. That makes I sense. Think. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or like a hypnosis kind of. I wouldn't even say possession. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, hypnosis. Uh, it's different than than at the house. I think. Okay. Slightly. That's. Good answer, man. Yeah. So, yeah, Ed goes into this, like, psychosis and starts attacking Lorraine. With a fucking sledgehammer. Yeah, sledgehammer. Woo. Interesting choice. That would suck to get hit by that thing. Oh, my God, like, man. Just, like, make contact with my head, man. Like, I just, I don't want to, like, get, like, an arm or, like, a kneecap oh. or something. Imagine that. Yo, if that you get hurt. hit directly in the elbow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. Your arm is fucked up. Yeah, you're looking like David Glatzel and... Oh, in the beginning of the movie? Yeah. All contorted. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, So while all this is going on, Arnie is falling victim. Uh, We get those twisting and contorting in all those directions. And then we get that cool-looking scene uh, where Arnie is levitating right there. Yep. And the priest is shouting, our father. Um, Props to the the priest for sticking that one out. Yeah, even though he was using the weakest prayer in the book. Our father, yeah, right? It's literally the first one that was ever written, probably. I know. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) But, like... I guess he probably doesn't know any exorcism rites. You know what I'm saying? I would think he would if he was there with Arnie, right? Yeah, but what I'm saying is not every priest, from all the experience I have with mm-hmm. the Catholic Church, not every priest is trained in the rites of exorcism. 
True. So that's why he's using the Our Father because he doesn't know. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Right. That's they, why they call in uh, in the exes. They call him Father Marin because that motherfucker is a G. He's like the expert or whatever. Oh, you're right too because they they were two different priests. Right. Because Karis in the exes. Oh my God. Karis didn't know what he was doing really. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you're right. You're right. There were two different priests from the beginning of this movie to the one. Oh in, yeah, 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 right, yeah. The that guy with the glasses was like the main dude, but. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that initially tried the exorcism. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Hence him walking up to the house exorcist style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah, my bad. So go ahead. Uh, so in a list, last ditch effort, Lorraine tells Ed to remember her, at which point uh, he does and uses the sledgehammer to destroy the altar. Which I didn't think they were standing near it. It didn't seem didn't like they were. I think they were either. Or is that just him not realizing where they were, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. maybe. That yeah. was confusing. Just I was a, like, okay. Yeah, like, I don't know. Tricked us. Cool scene, though, when, yeah. he sl- when he smashes the table. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's, uh, so the curse is broken, uh, but the demon still needs a soul. So it takes the lady. Yeah. Gets and her shit. That's con- it. Contorted with a capital C, dude. Con- yeah, again, with the contortion. Like, oh, it's rough. It is rough. That's It is rough. Um,. So she's dead, her soul is gone, and the cops come in the nick of time to in clean the nick up. of time after everything is over. Like, oh, everything's done. <laughs> Everything okay? We're here. We're here now. Can we help? That's so funny. Uh, and we flash forward to Arnie's trial. He's convicted on the charge of manslaughter, so he serves five years. During that time, I guess he gets married. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Happy ending. Um, Ed builds Lorena gazebo. Ugh. And Fuck. the movie ends. Yeah, Yo, why? What the? What's up with the gazebo? That's where they uh, had their first kiss and stuff, kind of. Remember? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. There was like a rainstorm because he worked in a movie theater. That's right. And uh, you know, they were walking and it started raining, and they're just like, "Dude, you're a sap for a love story." I oh, God. I didn't even pick that up, dude. They spent so much time on it. They <laughs> spent so much time. I don't, know. Yo, speaking of sad for love story, bro, don't forget the fact that he forgot his pills and he says, huh, I forgot my pills. Like it's a fucking like 50s sitcom. And then she goes, I have one. Like she puts <laughs> it in her, in her, her necklace, man. Her little locket. I'm just like, oh man. Oh, Could you dude. get any fucking sappier? That was corny, man. At the end of that movie. Yeah. Like, that was not necessary. Oh God. Once again. Their uh, dynamic it works. Yeah, it works. It works, <laughs> but uh, to an extent, man. And then also, they ended up keeping the chalice from the uh, the occultist table as like the souvenir from the case or whatever. That's right. Which is a cool one of the coolest things about the Conjuring shit, man. The that universe is, cool. is how they have like all that shit, man. Um, and it's like that's why they make it so many. There's so many possibilities You're for right. movies they could do. It's insane. You're right, man. You're fucking right. ridiculous um yeah so you remember what ha- ended up happening with arnie like what kind of sentence he got and stuff uh yeah he it was uh manslaughter so he did five years yeah then he was free lucky. after that and i Very think he, lucky. yeah he married debbie when he got out and... no i think when, they, when he was still oh, in prison. you're right yeah yeah, yeah yeah fucking crazy she must have really believed him yeah yeah well she did see what happened she saw it happen oh his... she was there yeah yeah, yeah. that wasn't um, arnie that was yeah <laughs> i know it wasn't him not my Arnie. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so during the credits, what did you think of those uh, recordings of the actual ex- 
exorcism. I mean, it sounded like some weird shit for sure. Like I, that's the thing, man. I'm always like, I don't know if I believe that, but if that kid was eight years old at the time, how would he be? Yeah, saying shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree know. with you. I mean, because I'm not a psychologist, I'm not sure if there's any kind of, you know, um, condition that would prompt someone to talk in that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I but agree. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they say all the time they speak other languages and shit. That how was an eight year year old kid gonna know Arabic or Latin? Yeah, or some shit. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, it was unsettling uh, to hear it, but then it ended, just like that. Yeah. Right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, your thoughts, like, oh, my thoughts, man. Um, so many thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, so many, oh, I was about to say so many thoughts again. I just, I didn't even think about it. um, no, like, again, this is the third in the Conjuring trilogy. I guess you want to call it a trilogy, I guess. Um, and like you said, man, it's just not. It's not the same as the other two, man. It's way, 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 way very different. And uh, that can be okay sometimes, but I think I think the choice of director, and I'm sure James Wan is a busy guy. That's probably what ended up happening. Um, For sure. It kind of hurt the movie, man, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. What could have been like, you know, upper echelon, like 7, 8, 9, 10, that area wasn't to me. Yeah, I... I, I... I think bigger isn't always better. And now that they have a bigger budget, they have more to work with. And But that leaves more uh, mistakes that can be made. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Less I, room for error. And what I enjoyed about the Conjuring movies was like, it's kind of grittiness and like dark feel. It didn't feel like, like we talked about, like this Conjuring universe. It's now like a... Uh, like a, a a name or something now yeah. that they kind of have to like live up to. Yeah, or they're like slapping it on the movie. Yeah, it, it like I said, it felt more like a big budget thriller. Yeah. than it did a horror movie. Agreed. I also didn't really get scared at all during this no. movie. Not really, dude. Yeah, which during the first two I definitely did. Oh, for, yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. You yeah, know? man. Uh, Juan knows how to hit that. Hit he that does. pretty good. Which is why he should stick to horror and not make Aquaman and Fast and the Furious. Seven. I know, I know. He just has success. They know he's successful with franchises, so now he's going to be pulled in all directions. That's true. And he's great with special effects. Horrible apparently. for him. Apparently, I know. Oh uh, yeah, he is really good with that, man. It's all about that cheddar now. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But like, yeah, I just it would have been better with him as the director, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I agree. Right, so you want me to get my number, I guess? Yeah, dude. Okay. Uh, okay, it was going to change, but I think I'm going to keep it the same. It's not quite as weak as it could have been, even though it wasn't as strong as it could have been. Like, Chavez didn't do a horrible, horrible, unforgivable job. Like, he did okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Five and a half. Stop it. Are you serious, Get the fuck man? Out of here. Dude, well, the way you were talking about how is how is the way I described it and the way you're describing it, how are we rating it the same? That doesn't make That's fucking I thought, sense. I thought you were gonna be like at three and a half, four. I thought you were gonna put it at 
six. No. And then at least I would have been at five and a half. I was hovering between five and five and a half. (laughs) This is insane. Dude, you convinced me during our discussion to give it an extra half point because you You had it at five. I had it at five and I changed it to five and a half because like, I mean, you're right, man. Like the the set design looked pretty good. Yeah, there's some merits to it. Like I want to give it a little more than just average. Right, Um, right. Exactly. The set design looked good, uh, but it also looked too good and took away from like the the realism feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, as I said before, I didn't watch it in theaters, so that's on me. So right, I think because you were making quinoa, I was and, making uh, quinoa, yeah, and uh, smoked salmon. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so I gave it that extra half point for that reason. But it, you know, it felt more like a whodunit thriller, except yeah. we already know who done it. And it was just like trying to find that person. Yeah. No, I um, get you, man. Yeah, man. Five five and a half out of ten. That is insane that we did it again, man. I didn't I this one I was almost certain we would have different. Even if it was I like I wonder how long this is gonna happen for. Like, is it just gonna go on forever? <laughs> like where we just rate every movie this It might, man. Ah oh, man. I don't know, man. Well but Yeah. Five and a half, man. If you guys are interested in checking out this movie after that rating? I mean, I think it's still worth it. I mean, it's a watch. the conversation we had before, man. Anything five and up is worth one watch at the very least. Mm-hmm. Anything below that, you can skip. Forget it. Four and a half and under, you can skip. So, like, Skull the Mask, where would you put that? Ooh, two. Two? Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Really bad. Don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say, okay, like, five would be the... That's the point where you can watch it or skip it, and then everything on either side of that is watch or skip. Okay. You know. That's great. Seven is, yeah, definitely watch it. Oh, dude, seven is... I mean, ten is you better have already fucking seen it. <laughs> like, it is, it's an iconic movie at ten. Right, man. Oh, yeah, man. Well, we, I think we, uh, we're going to have at least a few of those for sure. Yeah, man. <laughs> Moving forward. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Yeah, me All too. right, so you, uh, you ready to hear... What yeah. we're gonna do? I think you already know, man. Cause I said you dug your own grave earlier. I do. Let's yeah, just you know exactly what I'm gonna say. Yeah, let's. It's do been it. a long time coming. Let's get it over with. All right. So for the next episode, we're checking out 2019's Swallow, ah. <laughs> directed by Carlo Mirabella Davis. And I'll just read the you know just to get people thinking and stuff. Yeah. Um. Open up. Hunter, a newly pregnant housewife, finds herself increasingly compelled to consume dangerous objects. As her husband and his family tighten their control over her life, she must confront the dark secret behind their, her new obsession. God. Fuck yeah. Sounds exciting. Oh man, it's going to be great. I can't I'm very, wait. very excited. I thought it was actually about one of, like, a, like a bird swallow. A swallow <laughs> bird. And we were just kind no, of like you wish. watching the birds fly around. And nope, I probably would have enjoy, enjoyed that more. Oh, you know what? Let me just actually make sure people know, because I know it is, in fact, available on Showtime. Oh, good call. But let me just make certain that it's not available anywhere else for the lovely listeners. Um, Okay, so, yeah, Hulu, Sling TV. I don't know anybody that has that. Um, But then you could, if you have, or like Amazon Prime, it's three bucks in case you want to watch it you know that's not too bad that's not bad less than your average rental yeah i feel like average rental is like five dollars yeah um yeah so those are probably your three best options and 
we'll be back. And, oh, you know what? I'm not even looking at the right movie. I'm fucked up. Oh, yeah, no. Man. What are you looking at? <laughs> Yo, it brought me to a different movie, man. Oh, my God. My bad. The Shallows about a shark. <laughs> That's my bad. Um, It's still doing it. You know what? Let's just go with Showtime for now. Showtime it is. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure that if you search it, you can find it elsewhere. Yeah. I would be shocked if yeah. that's not the case. Who, mm. who directed this? Carlo Mirabella Davis. You did say that. Yeah, okay. he did like two other movies before this. One was like a short and one was like 90 minutes. Oh, okay. Or whatever. Um. Oh, dude, you know what? Nah, yo, Google got me fucked up, man. It's doing me some autocorrect shit, man. Yo, that's have- why. Uh, my bad what were you gonna say? i have a feeling i'm gonna enjoy this movie because i am so not looking forward to it that i'm probably gonna be uh pleasantly surprised by its outcome agree yeah i'm look. i'm just looking at the uh colors of it right now and dude it looks really cool man yeah i it think i'm really cool I, yeah i think i'm gonna like it i have the corrected availability of it now okay <laughs> finally um hulu and this is according to just Google. It could be, just could be, you know, take it with a grain of salt, just in case any of this is not updated mm-hmm. or whatever. Grain but of Hulu, salt, <laughs> Hulu, Sling TV, Fubo TV, Amazon Prime, Showtime, all have no prices next to them. So, oh, that's cool. a that's a solid start. Man. Yeah, yeah. So and yeah, you should be able to find it somewhere. Nice man. Even three bucks, like you said, that's nothing. So, yeah, man. Yeah, Watch I think girl Hulu. I think Hulu is a. I think it's on there. All right, cool. So it should be good. Um, yeah, so we'll catch you guys in however long it takes us to record the next episode. And we'll talk to you next time. Later, guys. Later.